a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. When the irresistible force meets the immovable object, that's what scientists and philosophers have argued about for years. And today we're going to talk about a variation on that. What happens when the irresistible force of the cuteness of Lego figurines meets the immovable object, which is the horrifying 1978 uh, uh, Star Wars holiday special? Welcome to another episode of Fan Effect. I'm Andy Farnsworth. Joining me this time is Kellyanne Halverson, our co-host. Kellyanne, welcome. Happy to be here. And Herb Scribner, Deseret.com entertainment editor and um, publisher extraordinaire, man. I, I've never seen so many, somebody put out as many articles as you can put out on such a variety of topics, which have included quite frequently recently Star Wars, because there's been a lot in the news. But we're focusing today on the Lego Star Wars holiday special. Herb, welcome back to Fan Effect. Hey, thanks for uh, thanks for having me, guys. I you know I love that Star Wars, so happy to happy to chat with you guys about Legos and Star Wars and all of it. Well, then you better have some good insights, then, my friend. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I, I, we're going to talk mostly about the Lego Star Wars holiday special. But there's just no way to avoid talking about the original holiday special from 1978. And I would invite you to check out the Fan Effect archives because we did a full podcast about this a couple of years ago, and Let's. We'll get to this, I think. But if you've never seen the Lego or the, the the regular Star Wars holiday special, it's indescribable is a good word because you can describe it, but people won't believe you. I can. And then they'll watch it, and they won't believe what they're seeing. It's it's amazing. So, what happens when you cross those two things over? Well, you get the Lego holiday special. Which was an obviously intentional part on the part of the of the makers, obviously, because, you know, the George Lucas has spent 40 years plus trying to pretend that the, the Star Wars Holiday Special never happened. It's never been officially released. There are copies, of course, that have made their way to YouTube. I'm assuming that's where you watched it, Kelly. Yeah, you said I had to before we joined, and oh my yeah. goodness, I it was weird. Herb, have you seen it? I've still never seen it, and I'm I'm a little upset that I've never watched it. Um, <laughs> It's one of those things that I just keep hearing about, and I kind of don't want to... I don't know if, like, seeing it would ruin my expectations or meet my expectations. Um, it, I don't... This is what the LEGO Star Wars Holiday Special does, or the Star Wars Holiday Special, is it leaves me at a loss for words, because... You'll, and this is in the podcast. You maybe you should just listen to our version of it, because then we'll just give you the highlights or lowlights, and we'll save you an hour and a half of your life. <laughs> So long. That sees Princess Leia sing a song at the end, and 
Chewbacca's oh, father-in-law boy. look at virtual porn, I think, is what it, it is. It was weird. It was so weird. Dion Warwick, it, it, to be fair, just like many of the groundbreaking things in Star Wars, it saw virtual porn 40 years before <laughs> we knew what that was. Wink, wink. Oh, my gosh. It was it's kind of disturbing. You'll have a nine-minute stretch where there's no audible dialogue besides Wookiee grunting without subtitles, I might add. In, like, this weird, wow. very 70s astroturf treehouse. Like, really weird. Yeah. So, that's that. But let's talk about happier things. <laughs> let's talk about the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special. I'm curious, first of all, did you guys find it funny? I mean, I'm assuming that's what it's doing for. One of the trademarks of the Lego brand, especially when it comes to games and, and you know, anything that's digitized beyond you playing with the Legos yourself, it, it, they're supposed to be humorous. I mean, that was part of the fun of the Lego Star Wars video game. Mm-hmm. That's been part of the fun of the Freemaker Adventures. That's been part of the fun of all the Lego Star Wars stuff. Mm-hmm. It's taking something like that, and, and it looks really cute when they're miniaturized into little Lego forms. Mm-hmm. So... One of the hallmarks, in my opinion, for a, 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 anything Lego is it's got to be funny. So I'm curious, did you guys find it funny? I think there are bits and pieces that I found funny of, of it, um, but it was more of this stuff to do with the fact that there are, like, Legos than it was to do with the actual story. Does that make, make sense? So, sure. Like, things coming together the way they do because it's a little linking box and everything. But And there were little moments I liked, but... Trying to get the funniness to come from calling back to the films didn't work for me. I don't know. It just, I wanted to enjoy it more. I wanted to think it was funnier. Herb, how about you? Yeah, I uh, I didn't find it very funny at all. Um, I think, I, like Kelly, I said, like, there were a few moments where I found myself chuckling or like, oh, that's cute, or oh, maybe that's mm-hmm. meant for like adults to, or kids to find funny, but for an adult, I didn't find it that funny. I was actually surprised at how serious it was because, like, as I'm watching it, I thought it'd be goofy, kind of, like, off-kilter. And then, like, halfway through, I was like, oh, this is kind of, like, a serious, like, half-serious thing that, like, uh, there's more here about, like, the story that I found interesting than the comedy. And I was kind of surprised because, yeah, like you said, like, Legos tend to have, like, a really cheesy, kind of funny um, demeanor to them. For me, the challenge was I wouldn't say overall that it was very funny, I did laugh at uh, the time travel portion. I, I will say that. Yeah. You know what? Maybe this will help. We're going to do a little. I'm going to play a clip from the holiday specials trailer. I, I actually almost went through the whole special and pulled clips, and then I just thought, I don't think I can fine tooth comb this thing. I, I don't like it enough to do that. <laughs> so here's a clip. Was the night before Life Day in a galaxy far, far away. Looking good. Tree, food, decorations. Coming together, heroes were to celebrate the day. Please be a cape. Please be a cape. That's a wrap. Lorraine, adventure called, and she thought it would be fast. But there she found a key to the galaxy's past. Oh, Lorraine, what are you doing? This is so cool. We see my master. My master. Concentrate. My master's father. Impressive. My master's father's master. Dipper of Palpatine. Hmm? I don't believe it. Uh, you think maybe you could put a shirt on? It's a key to travel across space and time. <laughs> I will change to the future. So sure are you? Mm-hmm. Let's talky talky more fighty fighty. Ah! 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 Ah!
It was it was a different actress, and I actually want to talk about the cast, but we'll do that in just a little bit. Helen Sadler. Yes, and I'm actually going to give you some of the names because there are names that and voices that you recognize. You recognize Billy D. Williams from the trailer, so mm-hmm. uh, we'll get into that. I actually have the whole cast rundown, and I did some research on what other things they voiced because some of them sounded familiar enough. And then when I looked through their bios, I was like, oh, that. Because voice actors, it's kind of an insular community, and they one person will do tons and tons of things. Um, that it's actually really impressive when you see how they all cross over. Mm-hmm. But having said that, Herb, what did you like best? And then Kelly and I know I'll ask you the same question. Just kind of like uh, to follow up on, on all this is like, I, you know, I felt a little weird like wanting to watch this at first because I was like, well, I should probably just like, you know, watch this to cover it and all that. And I was like, well, I was kind of worried it would be a little too, you know, kid-friendly. And then, uh, and then as I started watching it, I really like fell into the like lore and kind of like the – the cool storyline aspect of it, and I think that's what I liked best, is that, like, it was, in a in a weird way, like, a sequel to Rise of Skywalker. So I thought that was, like, that's what I liked best. Like, they actually kind of made it canon and kind of did some things where if you stretch your imagination a little bit, like, you can say it all really happened, and it's just kind of a funny uh, take on Star Wars. Um, so, yeah, that's what I kind of liked best. It was just kind of like a funny or a lighthearted, but also, like, kind of sequel to, to Rise of Skywalker and it actually felt like, like you said, like it didn't really feel like it was for kids. It just felt for, like for people who wanted a little more out of uh, Rise of Skywalker. So that's what I liked about it. Okay, Kellyanne, how about you? I think the thing I liked best about it is that Ray and Rose and Poe and everyone were actually together as friends during the whole thing. It was kind of a, a holiday party, a Friendsgiving, so you say. And we didn't get as much of them kind of together as an ensemble in the films as much as we did as, as you know, the But we technically didn't in this either, because Ray was off the whole time. But she did come back and become part of the group. Um, and I think that's something I, I liked about it is you saw a little bit more of the interactions there, that they had a friendship that developed, that, that they continued on. So I, I, liked, I liked that a lot, um, and kind of seeing the dynamics within the group that way. But, like, what else? Like, um, I did like the back-and-forth time stuff. That is kind of fun, but I'm that a sucker for that. That, to me, was the highlight, was the I am a sucker for that, and I just wanted more Baby Yoda. I just wanted more <laughs> so Baby Yoda. So the whole world. Well, but, I mean, I don't know how long ago they made this. I'm guessing that they – it actually makes me wonder, did they know about Baby Yoda before – the rest of us did, because I don't know how long it takes to animate these things. Well, it's a very, very Or maybe it was a scene that they threw in midway through production. Like, oh, let's have them just uh, look at the Mandalorian. They got the musical cue right at the right moment there. I love that. But I love that. anything else you liked? Oh, my gosh. Okay, this is kind of stupid for my family. But oh, I liked so it a lot then. I watched it with my, my parents, my mom and my dad. And um, I've been watching Stargate with my mom. Uh, we've uh, She's likes to hang out with me in my room at the end of the night. So I've been watching it, so she has. And the whole time she was just cracking Stargate jokes because of the, the big oh, right. thing. <laughs> and so I thought that was really fun. I was thinking Doctor Strange a little bit. You were thinking Doctor Strange? Oh, that doesn't make sense as well. With the so spiral portal? I just had more fun watching it with my parents than my dad like, complaining that, oh, every film has time travel now. And it was it was just a fun experience to every watch film. with the family. Which I don't guess, like this film, Kellyanne. Why did you make me well, watch this? Well, time travel and everything. Now, where um, are the grown-ups? <laughs> But like, but that's kind of what it's meant to do is to you watch it, your the kids watch it with their parents. You enjoy it together. You have a little bit of the the older Star Wars, the newer Star Wars. Everything all comes together, and that's kind of the point of the film. So 
that's kind of cool. Okay. And I did want some yip yap afterwards, some some poultry, some some food. There. No, it's tip yip, tip yip afterwards. I still don't even know what that is. It's what they were cooking. No, I know, but I still don't know what it is. I is like, it a chicken? It's Jawa. It just is pul- poultry. And I did watch it with subtitles on, so I saw that it was tipiot, but I was like, am I supposed to recognize that? I don't. I don't. Maybe but, uh, they made it up for this. I'd have to rewatch the holiday special. It might have been in the original holiday special in, for like, all I know. the Clone Wars se- uh, animated series. But, like, oh, in maybe, the 1978 yeah. version, she's cooking Bantha. I'm like, they should have done Bantha, but whatever. Uh, but, you can also get... You can also get the Yip Tip stuff at uh, Galaxy's Edge. Oh, that's right. That actually might have been a reference then. That that's might a good have been point. it. That, that might have been a reference to Galaxy's Edge. That's a good, oh. a good catch there, Herb. I missed that place. So for me, the thing I like most about it, I, I actually liked the voice cast for the most part. I liked the um, I, I re- the time travel portion was the highlight. You know, the first time where she jumps into the X-Wing fighter and helps destroy the Death Star, I was immediately thinking of all the people who hated Ray as a Mary Sue in the first place, mm-hmm. and I was just imagining them angrily screaming at their televisions, <laughs> even though the thing wasn't over, the, the show was barely like a third of the way over. And so then the fact that she jumped through a whole bunch more times and mm-hmm. did these things, this idea that, you know, I don't know what I'm doing, so hey, if I can jump back and ask the other masters, I actually thought it was kind of clever, this idea, because she doesn't, I mean, she had like, what, a week with Luke, and he was crusty at her for most of it? Yeah, but she had time with Leia. Yeah, that's true, but she didn't have a ton of time with any anybody besides Luke. Yeah, but you don't know how much Luke taught Leia. Like, no, that's true. The, we don't. The master there, they seemed pretty intense in their training. But the idea was she would think that all these masters would have these great things, mm-hmm. but the cleverness is in you knowing the whole story and her not knowing the whole story. So, oh, you know who's a good idea? Obi-Wan. He must have taught his apprentice really well. <laughs> oh, dang it, he really didn't. Well, Master Yoda must have taught Luke really well. Uh, well, he only did for like a week. You know, this idea that these masters had all this great wisdom, and, and she never caught them at their finest moments. Mm-hmm. You know, she catches Qui-Gon with Obi-Wan towards the end. She catches Obi-Wan with Anakin in Revenge of the Sith, pretty much. Or no, I guess it was at the beginning of Attack of the Clones. At any rate, um, she doesn't necessarily catch them at their finest moments. So I thought that was kind of a clever little meta meta twist on it. But but I did. I, I felt more frustrated than I felt happy. And part of it's because I haven't shown my kids the Rise of Skywalker yet because I was kind of waiting for, well, they missed it in the theater. And the last time I saw Rise of Skywalker Herb was, was our marathon last year. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And yeah, so yeah. I, I, I bought it on disc, but I never actually have watched it yet. And I, I wasn't as huge a fan of it, so I wasn't in a big rush to rewatch it. And I know I'm going to get to re-see it several times. But mm-hmm. my seven-year-olds, I haven't shown all the Star Wars movies yet. And so I get one shot at this. And so I want to show them in this broken order. So I don't want to, like, I don't want them to watch the holiday special yet because I don't want them to know all the the results of everything yet. Well, if they have your password, they might have already seen it. <laughs> It's possible. Mm-hmm. I may have to put a lock on that one. That's a good point. <laughs> put a lock on the holiday special. They do. They've been watching Lego Ninjago like crazy. The younger ones. So um, that's why I was disappointed that I didn't know who it was aimed at. They took it serious enough that the that the serious fan might be upset at how flippantly they treat some of it. So they were they were too serious to be able to treat it sometimes as flippantly as they did, and they were too flippant to treat it as seriously as they did. Mm-hmm. So I, I felt like they never quite got the right middle ground of between one and the other. 
to where I would enjoy it from start to finish. So to me, that was, uh, that was the most frustrating part as I watched the Lego Star Wars holiday special. So let's take a break here. When we come back, we'll talk about maybe what we were most disappointed with. I feel like we've kind of covered that already because it was hard to give our likes without talking about our disappointments, which I think is a pretty good indicator. There were people I know that loved it. Dan Spindle, who's been a frequent guest on Fan Effect, KSL TVs, he loved it. He thought it was great, perfect for kids. He and I had a lengthy discussion in the parking lot about that. Really? Yes. A lot of other things, too, but uh, that was one of the things that we covered. But uh, what we'll do now is uh, let's just uh, take a quick break, and then when we come back, we'll talk about some of the voice casts. I was actually really, really impressed with the, uh, with the voice cast that they got for the LEGO Star Wars Holiday Special. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought... I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for joining us on Fan Effect. I'm Andy Farnsworth, joined by Kellyanne Halverson and Herb Scribner. Both of them of Deseret.com. Kellyanne also dabbles a bit on the KSL News Radio side, plus as our co-host here on Fan Effect. Lego Star Wars Holiday Special. The point of both Lego Star Wars Holiday Specials, and it is a uh, it is a thing that is only in the Holiday Specials, and that is Life Day. I love Life Day. Which is apparently a Wookiee tradition where they celebrate trees and life and, and things like that, which works, you know, for a, a planet as... People may or may not know, and Herb, I'm guessing you probably already knew this. Originally, when George Lucas was kind of scripting out Return of the Jedi, he wanted the finale to be set on the Wookiee homeworld. But when he realized it was going to be too difficult to find enough people of Peter Mayhew's size, he kind of, and you can actually see this, I believe it's in From Star Wars to Jedi, The Making of a Legend. He says, so we just sort of chopped him in half and made him Ewoks. But he he really wanted a natural, uh, for Return of the Jedi, he wanted nature and the natural order of things to defeat the mechanical, to help defeat the mechanical empire. So this, but the the holiday special came out in 1978 before Ewoks existed. And it makes me honestly wonder if the terribleness of the holiday special is another reason why he decided to go with Ewoks, because they're guaranteed to be cute, because Lumpy... Chewbacca's oh. son in the 78 special is anything but cute. Like the most annoying little kid ever. If you ever saw the Disney, uh, Wide World of Disney show Fuzz Bucket, just look it up. It, I'm, I'm not going to dignify this show with any more description than that. But it, it didn't work. And so maybe by going deliberately cute with the Ewoks, A, the saddest scene in most of movie history is when the poor Ewok gets shot by the ATST and then he's like, Mama, Mama, and he's touching him. But 
Sorry, now I'm lost in the sad moment. But but at any rate, Life Day is a Wookiee Planet thing, and it's made it now into both. And and I thought that was actually a good idea, was to make it about Life Day. Plus, it's the holiday special, so you're going to have to invent a holiday for a universe that was very devoid of holidays in the movies and the TV shows. Well, they gave it a specific day, too. It's November 17th. So every last day, we got to have some fun there and and get our tippy-up and bantu and things like that. Well... Kellyanne, next year we look forward to trying your tip yip. Oh, yes, yes. I shall and blue milk. That. And blue milk. And blue cookies. Macaroon. I did like watching Luke drinking from the blue milk carton. The fact that it was yes. a carton made that very coming. fun. So and great. he just kept, like, slurping it at all these times. I, that was a pretty thing that was pretty well done. And young Luke was pretty funny, too, I have to admit. Of the characters in there, young, young, young Luke was really pretty funny. And that was probably a good spot to pick him from. That's mm-hmm. going to be where he's going to be at his funniest. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I was disappointed that it wasn't Mark Hamill. I did read that he was never asked. Mm-hmm. Um, that feels like a good way to segue into the voice cast. And, and let's talk about that because the voice cast, as I was listening to it, I knew which ones, I, I could tell which ones were the actual voice talent. Billy D. Williams was one of them. There was just a few uh, there's actually three from the movies that made it into the holiday special. Anthony Daniels was C-3PO. Mm-hmm. Great article in Variety or Hollywood Reporter or something where he says, as long as I'm alive, I want to continue to voice 3PO. Um, but when I'm gone, I would hope that he would also continue, like that mm-hmm. someone else would pick it up. But if I'm here, I should do it. And I agree with him. I like that. Billy D. Williams, um, he's voiced Lando now in Star Wars Rebels. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's boy, he, he played Lando, obviously, in, in all the movies, uh, Empire, Return of the Jedi, and Rise of Skywalker, and now he's voiced him in this. And Robot Chicken Specials. And Robot Chicken Specials. <laughs> See, now those, those, not safe for kids, but those are funny. Those, those, are those know what they're doing. <laughs> so here's the voice cast of people that uh, you, oh, you might recognize. One. Oh, Kelly Marie Tran. Kelly Marie Tran. Kelly Marie Tran. But then, of course, they didn't give her anything to do in this I either. Know. I know. I thought that did make me a little mad. I, I'm, I'm like, oh. if that was a joke again. Like, I don't think it's a joke. That's a pretty cool joke if a... they were to do that. And so, cause they, especially since they made a big deal out of it in the casting announcement, was, oh, Kelly Marie Tran reprises her role. Mm-hmm. And that's why I thought, maybe this is kind of a meta joke. Like, we don't have a lot for you mm-hmm. in this, so maybe we could make that part of the joke. I hope not. Cause no, I think, I it's, think, I think so. it's too soon for that. Uh, yeah. But here are some of the other voice names. Now, um, the the main characters, Eric Bauza voiced Luke and a stormtrooper. Uh, he is voiced, uh, Eric Bauza has, I hope I'm saying that right, he's the voice of Luke in all the other Lego Star Wars videos, plus a ton of other stuff, honestly. I, it was so many things that I was like, nope, not even going to try to write all that down. <laughs> Whose voice stood out to you most? Uh, uh, or which one did you um, listen and think, Oh, is that the real person? Even if you knew it was. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely, Ray threw me for a loop because um, I, like you said earlier, I, I thought maybe she was in it, and I was like, because I remember, I remember writing a story about just like you know the casting announcements, and I was like, I don't remember if Ray got involved in there. Um, so yeah, no, that one was really surprising. Uh, some of the other ones, like you could pretty much tell, like you know, you could tell, like obviously James Earl Jones wasn't there, and and. Um, you know, just a lot of the characters, you could tell um, just where, you know, wherever they were. Um, some of the other ones that were kind of cool, I just remember I um, the some of the voice actors from the Clone Wars showed up in it, which I thought was kind of cool. Yes. Uh, 
that that was nice to see. That was a good way because I'm like, you have those voices, so why not use them? Um, exactly. So that was really nice. Yeah, so that was cool. And, yeah, it was just uh, – I like that they brought in some of the characters, though, because of, or some of the actors to do the real voices because it felt a little more real that way. And uh, I think um, – yeah, it was just kind of cool that way. I, I was surprised by the Mark Hamill thing when, when he didn't, you know, that he wasn't there. Especially but because he's a known voice actor. That, that to me, was the part of the surprising part. Mm-hmm. Maybe they couldn't afford him. That is a possibility. Well, they didn't ask him. <laughs> but it, it did work because they did. Uh, this is, uh, Bowser has voiced Luke in the other Lego movies, so there is some consistency with that. And I believe he's the voice of Luke in some of the video games, like the pinball. I have all the Star Wars pinball games. Oh, of course you do. And uh, I think he's the voice in that as well. I was thinking Mark Hamill was Palpatine for a while, though, because the voice sounded very similar to, to the Joker version and kind of the the very extreme push that he does on, on the Joker's voice. But um, That would have been a funny thing, too, I think, having Mark Hamill be the voice of the Emperor. I think I, that would have been funny. And I think that's also what my brain thought was like, oh, I wonder if, if that's him because it kind of sounds like him. And that's when I pulled up IMDb and know it was a uh, Trevor, Trevor Duvall. Duvall, who also was like a trooper and a couple other things. He voiced Palpatine in all the other Lego videos. And most famously, his voice of Rocket Raccoon in the recent Marvel animated TV series. <gasps> And he did a bunch of My Little Pony stuff, which I have unfortunately heard because I have daughters. Aww. But, uh, but you're right. When you talk about from the Clone Wars, you've got Dee Bradley Baker, who voiced uh, the clone troopers in Clone Wars and Rex in the Rebels. And they're the ones that said, Jink, <laughs> at each other. That was fun. That might be my favorite line of all of it is when they say and do the exact same thing at the exact same time because they're clones. Um, you also had, uh, let's see, J- James Arnold Taylor was the voice of Obi-Wan. Um, I don't think he's done a whole lot of other things. So uh, the guy who voiced Han Solo, I thought that was a pretty close one. Who pl- he voiced both old and young Han Solo. His name is A.J. Locasio. He's voiced Solo in all the Disney Star Wars stuff. And he, if you've played the uh, Back to the Future video game, was the voice of Marty McFly in mm-hmm. those games. Oh, wow. Look at that. Ben Prendergast was the voice of... Uh, Darth Maul and General Hux. I was kind of disappointed they didn't use Sam Witwer, who voiced Darth Maul in the Clone Wars series. Mm-hmm. But Ben Prendergast was the voice of Hux in the Resistance cartoon, if you watched that, the Star Wars Resistance. Uh, let's see mm-hmm. here. Gray Griffin, she was the voice of Padme. Yeah, she was Maz Kanata. She's voiced Padme in and Asajj Ventress in the original Clone Wars short. So back in the original... Uh, one that was done by the guy who did uh, Samurai Jack, uh-huh. the original animated Clone Wars, not the CG animated ones. The, oh, the, the film version that came out? or No, no, no. no. It was actually hand animated. Oh, cool. Yeah. It's, uh, I can't think of his name. I think, I think they were on Cartoon Network for a while. Yes, yeah. that's the one. It was, it was hand animated. It was where General Grievous was first introduced, I actually. To, I need to learn more about the Star Wars universe, you guys. This is all cool. There <laughs> were two lines. But anyway, she voiced Padme in those. Uh, then we've also got, uh, let's see, Matt Lanter voiced Anakin Skywalker and one of the Rodians. thought that was kind of funny. The voice of Vader. So since we mentioned that, would have been great to have James Earl Jones. Uh, for your sake, Herb, they actually did use James Earl Jones in, with some new dialogue in the 1978 <laughs> holiday special. They took a, a, a bit of footage from Star Wars and then re, they had him voice over something else. Mm-hmm. About, you need to go find them on Life Day on the Wookiee World or something like that. You have to go see it. You have to go see it. And then they used his voice in the the cartoon where they introduced Boba Fett, which Mm -hmm. 
There's ties to the holiday special. I don't know if you knew this, uh, Herb, but I feel like you did because I thought you'd posted an article about this. But uh, the Mandalorian, Din Jaren, Jin Jaren, I don't know how to say his name. He is based on the Boba Fett designs from the Star Wars holiday special. That gun that has the two uh, prongs on it, that's the gun Boba Fett had in the Star Wars holiday special. It was very uh, crudely and poorly animated. Very, very poorly really animated. weird eyes. Their eyes were super weird and big, and it was just this weird... If you've ever seen seven, some 70s animation, uh, there's a French cartoon called Asterix. And it's a big deal over in, in Europe, especially. It's a cartoon. He's like, uh, he's this short little, almost Viking. He's like a French warrior from the Dark Ages. The animation for it is, it's like when you've had a bad dream, if you're in a cartoon. It, it's just, it's just, there's something off about it. It's not very realistic. And that's how the Boba Fett cartoon was animated. But the story was okay. The story was all right. The story was all right. I don't know like, who I would, he is. I would give this a chance when I was a kid. So at any rate, they did not, uh, they didn't get James Earl Jones for this Lego Star Wars Holiday Special. They got, where did my thing go? Matt Sloan. Now Matt Sloan is the voice of Vader in all the video games, The Force Unleashed included, if you played that. And he's also, this is really funny, did you ever see Chad Vader, the YouTube series? No. No, never saw that. Oh my gosh. He's Chad Vader. What is that like? It's, you'll, you'll have to look it up. <laughs> Chad Vader is like the assistant manager at a grocery store, and it's Darth Vader only with like a white – it's Darth Vader mask with a shirt, a short-sleeved white button-up shirt and tie. And he's – it's it's the comedic adventures of Darth Vader was an assistant manager at a grocery oh store. <laughs> That's but like the ordinary wow. adventures of Batman. You need to check out Chad Vader. It's, he's, he's comically inept. It's almost like if you cross Michael Scott with Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or Dwight Schrute with Darth Vader. Something is, no, not even Dwight. It's got to be Michael Scott and Darth Vader. But at any rate, so the guy who invented Chad Vader is the voice of Darth Vader in this official Disney Star Wars canon cartoon. I thought that was pretty clever. Did he get started on it with Chad Vader? Uh, that, that might be how they discovered him. Oh, I don't know. I freaking love it, if that's true. Then we have Omar Benson Miller as Finn, which was not to John Boyega. Mm-hmm. Omar Benson Miller, uh, play, if you've seen the show Ballers, he was Charles Green on Ballers, and he was Walter Simmons on CSI Miami. So he's actually oh, had some okay. on-screen stuff. Does that sound familiar? Yeah, he was in. Uh, yeah, he was in the. Uh, I think it's the same guy who was in um, uh, Eight Mile, the Eminem movie. Yes, it was. It was. I just yeah, didn't yeah, know if yeah, anybody would know that. <laughs> I went with the things that more people I thought would watch: Ballers and CSI Miami. <laughs> uh, then we've got. Um, Here's the other thing. So Tom Kane was the voice of Yoda, and he has voiced Yoda any time it hasn't actually been Frank Oz. Mm-hmm. Here's interesting stuff. He's also the narrator on Clone Wars. He is? The guy with the voice like this at the beginning. Okay, he did that so well. Panic across the galaxy. <laughs> That's Tom Kane who voices Yoda. He's also the voice of Admiral Akbar in The Last Jedi, because the guy who voiced Admiral Akbar, I think, had passed away by the time they did that. He's the voice of Magneto in the games and the animated series for X-Men. And if you've ever watched Powerpuff Girls, he was the professor. And and I don't know, I actually thought maybe only you would have seen this, uh, Herb, but if you've ever watched the animated series Archer, but he's the voice of uh, of Woodhouse, the old butler guy. Oh, wow. Wow. Look at that. Very good, sir. I, I thought they did a good job with the voice cast, and you better get it right. You know, it's, what's interesting, too, is the original Lego Star Wars video games, 
There was no voices. It was, and they just make noises, and everything had to be pantomimed. And that was part of the humor. Then by the second Lego Star Wars, they started using voices. By the other times, they started using voices in all the Lego video games. And I think that's worked out well. And then, of course, once they do Lego animated specials of any kind, mm -hmm. you're going to have to have voice talent or no kid's going to sit there and that, listen to no dialogue. That would be awkward. Of, eh? <laughs> For it's funny in the, whole hour. But in the original video game, they were just cut scenes. So it didn't necessarily mm -hmm. have to have long stretches of dialogue. But did a decent job. I'm a little disappointed with the Disney money and power behind it that it wasn't a little bit, or that they could they they that they couldn't pick more of a track. You know, we we're in the middle of Mandalorian, and it just seems to be nailing everything. It nails the funny parts. It nails the fan service. The action. It moves the, the story humor, ahead. The heart. You get jaw dropping moments. So maybe. It suffers by comparison just because it's coming out at the same time as something that's as well done as, as The Mandalorian <laughs> seems to be. But I just, in an ironic way, I'm kind of glad that it's not the greatest because that's actually closer to the holiday special from 1978. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I wish they would have leaned into it even more, though. Like I don't know. They brought Lumpy and Mala and Father-in-Law back again. Weird and that's the thing. They never explain really who that is. You have to watch it. In the show. So they just, here comes these three growling Wookiees, and everybody in the show recognizes them, and everybody above a certain age probably recognizes them, and everybody else is like, what? Why is there Wookiees Yeah, I didn't, I didn't recognize who they were. And then, like, later I was reading a review, and they said, like, oh, yeah, they show up in the original, and da, da, da. I'm like, oh, okay. But they never, they never really explained that in the, in the new one at all. But, like, there were those little meta moments I, I really enjoyed throughout the whole thing, whether it was calling back to the holiday special of 78 or, like, my, my favorite, which is the first one I actually, like, outright laughed probably was the participation tro trophies for Jedis there are not by Yoda. Like, these, like, stupid little things. I'm like, okay. I like is, that line. This is good. I like that there. Or, like, when Obi, Obi-Wan um, hits Ray with a hello there. Like, the... <laughs> <laughs> oh, like well, little... hello there. You look like a woman I knew named Satine Creed. <laughs> oh my gosh! So like, That's I just like the meta herb since I know you haven't watched it. It's good. Oh no, I understand that. Oh, I got okay, that. good, good. Yeah. And like, yeah, well, yeah. and you, and then like next thing, some of the Lego visuals that you can do, like we mentioned, the, the blue milk uh, that he kept pulling out and eating, or uh, Darth Maul, how he was just literally cut in half. It was half a a Lego uh, during that yes. last fight scene. So that was kind of fun and everything, but it was, and I did like Emperor Palpatine and Darth Vader's interaction because it was just so over the top and these evil dark people being just so unknowingly comedic. So that, that was a lot of fun stuff. <laughs> really, that to me was the weakest story point was the whole Darth Vader Emperor dynamic. I, I, feel like they could so... have, I feel like they could have tweaked it and cut out some of the dialogue between them. Yeah. And I thought it would have worked better and been funnier because, you know, if Emperor was just tossing it out, I mean, this whole idea of, wait a minute, all this doesn't work I, and I can change it? Sweet. Like, that's that's kind of clever. But it just seemed, I don't know. See, maybe that's what I wanted from, from seeing the trailer. I wanted it to be really over the top and funny and, and those type of interactions. But it interactions. wasn't funny. That was the problem. I thought it was. Like that back and forth between them and the whole best boss and jealousy and, and things like that happening, I kind of liked it. It, it. it gave me some Robot Chicken vibes. And, you know, so nice maybe by the fact you brought up Robot Chicken, maybe that's where it's been suffering ah. in my mind. Is it suffering by comparison because that was so spot on. And 
I thought that did the parody better, but it was also aimed at a grown-up audience because yeah. it's supposed to get all the jokes. So maybe it was a little too robot chickeny. Oh, I, I don't know. Is. I don't know. I'm going to have to watch it a couple more times. And I'm sure I'll see it <laughs> more times than I want to. But, Herb, you have got to watch mm-hmm. as long as you can get, as long as you can take it, you have to try to watch that 78 holiday special. It's on YouTube. I do admit I did have to turn up the speed on it because I could not watch it at normal speed because it was just so long and very much that 70s variety hour filled yep. thing where we're just trying to hammer in these actors and things like that. And B. Arthur singing and... Dude, oh. you there's B. Arthur, Harvey Corman, and Tim Conway playing like semi-serious roles in Star Wars. B. Arthur's like the co-owner of the cantina where Luke meets up with Han the first time. It's, <laughs> it's like I said, I can describe it to you, but you got to see it because, and even when you see it, you're going to be like, no, this is a joke. Somebody, somebody put this together. Luke Skywalker has his hair cut short. He looks like, not Mark Hamill, he looks like Dorothy Hamill. He's like really weird eye makeup on too. And I don't know if this was right before or after his crash. Oh, that would make sense. But... At any rate. Well, it's very. I just found. I just brought it up on YouTube, and I just like. I just clicked a random part in the timeline, and the first thing that shows up is legit a Wookie in like an apron in the middle of the kitchen. So yeah. There you go, man. That and that's nine minutes ride. in. Like that's the first nine minutes of the show, man. There's no speaking at that point yet. Here's the part that's going to be the weirdest for you, and I really encourage you to listen to our deep dive from a couple of years ago on on the 78 holiday we'll, special. We'll link it in the description. It's so weird to see those actors at that age in those costumes because it's them and it sounds like them and it looks like them and they're giving you dialogue that you've never heard before except it's so bad that you're just like you're like this was a joke like somebody this was a gag reel that they gave to George Lucas and said hey George Merry Christmas look this is what we're putting on TV just to scare him only they actually did put it on TV but like it's kind of become a really cool cultural touch point and phenomenon like like, here we are, how many years later, talking about it? Because we we have to see it, even though it's so bad. Oh, it's so crazy. Like, Harrison Ford in it looks like he just does not want to be there the whole time. Like Well, they got their two lines out of him. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> but I'm serious. I, I can't tell you what a weird thing it turns out. Jefferson Starship plays a song during the show. They all wear these red robes that look like they're part of a doomsday cult. With little glowing orbs in their hands. I, it's... It's so it's so crazy. Yeah. So get, check it out. If you'd like, honestly, I recommend anybody who hasn't seen it, just look it up on YouTube. Watch some of it. Again, I promise you, you won't believe that it was ever made, but it's there it is. Thank heavens for YouTube because this was passed around on bootleg copies of videotapes for years and years. Well, like, yeah, I kept trying to watch it years and years ago, and I never saw it. And so when you were like, go watch it. Like, no, it's not anywhere. Like, no, it's on YouTube. Go and watch it. And when it gets it. taken down, somebody else puts it up mm-hmm. somewhere. Because it, it, this is where it needs to be, and this is what YouTube really was invented for, was to keep the Lego Star Wars, hol- or to keep the Star Wars holiday special alive 40 years ago. You know, one thing that kind of surprised me of it, though, it had kind of a 1984 vibe to it, though, with, like, the wall screens everywhere and people being forced, like, basically to watch their programming and things like that. So that was something I, I wasn't anticipating part of, like, the Star Wars universe is every house has to have a, a screen on. Like, it was it was so weird. And then, like... The Wookiees are so obsessed with technology for people who live in the trees. Like, well, that was actually intentional by George Lucas. He wanted yeah. to have this thing where, you know, the dog knew as much about a ship as a guy. Ah. 
And so even though he couldn't communicate it, he was still there. And that, he also said, was the challenges by having already established that the Wookiees were technologically savvy, mm-hmm. they needed to have the Ewoks be the opposite of that because it needed to be nature more than... But, like, Wookiees being technolo- technologically savvy is different than all they do is watch TV and rewatch what they're watching with them type of feel that came off of it, including porn with Grandpa Wookiee. <laughs> <laughs> never thought of your Kellyanne say that. That's funny. And now it's recorded forever you and ever. Learned too much about me. <laughs> it, no, it was. It, what singer was it? Um, Dionne Warwick. It was Dionne Warwick just singing a song in like a pretty outfit and kaleidoscope type stuff? But like, but it he's literally off. watching virtual reality. He puts on a headset and uh-huh. everything. This is '78. He puts on a VR headset. When the trader that gave him to was like, "You're gonna enjoy this." Wink, wink. I'm like, ooh. I would and maybe he like settles kids. in in like a recliner. With his headset on. I'm telling you, it foresaw a lot of things that I can't believe it foresaw. Like, the one that that I did like was the animated one, which is um, Lumpy, what a great name for a son. Yeah, Chewie, real original there. Well, but like Chewbacca, Chewie, like, I assume... Maybe his name is Lump-Baca. (laughs) Lump-Baca and (laughs) Itch-Baca. Oh, that's right, his name is Itchy. His father's name is Itchy. (laughs) Itching your back. Okay, I'm fine. <laughs> the, the only other it's not even like pleasant sounding Wookiee growls. It's like get on your nerves, make your hair stand up, Wookiee growls. Well, and the mom seemed like a bit of a nag throughout the whole thing. There wasn't like warmth. She was wearing her. an apron. She took it off. By the way, that was Chewie's wife, Herb. Yeah, stunning. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> it makes perfect sense, right? <laughs> All right, you gotta watch it. It's it's fun. I gotta. Well, I think the uh, we, we highly recommend you check it out for yourself so that you can believe it. Then check out our archived uh, podcast of when we deep dive into it because it is a riot. There's, it, it just is. And, and you know, the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special, hey, I, I'm okay with them keeping doing stuff like this. I hope maybe they can find their a little bit better footing in the future because um, I know there will be a sequel. Um, I, I applaud them for trying. I like that. We didn't know much about it until all of a sudden, like a month before it aired, they're like, hey, we have this. And I was kind of, like, I, I thought it was fun and everything, but I was surprised there wasn't as many, like, toys based on it out there. I was trying to, on the Lego like, website, looking through, trying to find it, and all they really had for Christmas, Star Wars, is the advent calendar. And, like, and that's kind of what it felt like, is we're going to make this, and you're going to want to buy the toys. Like, did you ever see Homestar Runner and, like, the... Uh, um, the cheat commandos, the cheat commandos in it. Buy all our playsets and toys. No, but that sounds about right. <laughs> yes, that that's kind. Of, I was, I kind of wanted some of that stupid <laughs> life day Lego stuff. That would be on my desk. I would do that just because I think that's hilarious. Can I buy Combat Carl anywhere? Because that's the one I want. Combat Carl. <clears throat> I I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna give my kids a pile of Lego bricks mm-hmm. and call it the. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Or I'm going to at least, very least, make a meme out of that. (laughs) I'll hint at the tweet. Spoiler alert, but. Spoiler alert. All right. Well, that's it. Lego Star Wars Holiday Special. It's good to have you with us again, uh, Herb and and, and Kellyanne. It's always a pleasure to chat with you. It was fun. Thank you. (laughs) As always, good time, guys. Thanks, Herb. You want more holiday specials like this? Sound off on our Facebook page. And thanks for listening to this episode of Fan Effect on the KSL News Radio's podcast. Beyond sci-fi, fantasy, gaming, and tech, we're excited to share with you our knowledge and arguments on everything pop culture and fandom based on the beautiful Beehive State, based out of the beautiful Beehive State. Fan Effect celebrates Utah's unique fan culture. and We're excited to bring you local guests that feel the same way. 
I'm Andy Farnsworth. We had Kellyanne Halverson and Herb Scribner. We invite you to listen regularly on your favorite platform, KSLNewsRadio.com, or even better, on the KSL News Radio app. If you have a fun idea or local fan culture topic you want us to explore, let us know by messaging our Facebook page, at Show. that's E-F-F-E-C-T, where you can also get the latest nerdly updates and join the conversation. Follow us on Instagram, at Show and Twitter, at Show. Thanks. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andreas Martin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.